<laughs> What's up? It's Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. LZ? Whoop, whoop. Yes, sir. It was a big football weekend here in Southern California. We had the hut, battle, hut. an extra battle of L.A. We had college football in full swing. We've got Lakers rumors, too. There's a lot of stuff today. There is a lot of stuff. And I'm really curious on a lot of fronts, especially from, uh, you know, our little Raider fan in-house, Greg, about the victory over the Chargers, how you should feel about it. And I'm also curious, George, as to whether or not we should be pleased that SC won or just angry that SC won in the fashion that they won. We will we will attack that in a moment, uh, as you should all attack the day with like the heat of a thousand suns. Uh, but Greg, Chris did mention the uh, picks against the spread. Um, where are we? Did you? I, I I know I I have ten points. I only keep up on myself. I don't know what anyone else got this weekend. Did the caller win? Did you win? Did LZ win? Did I win? Did Laura win? I I won. You did not have ten. You had nine. Um, so I had 10, you had 9, and uh, the caller did not win. But I'm ahead at 72, you have 70, uh, LZ has 58, Laura has 54. Well, wait a wait, second. Wait, did I score How did points? I have 9? I Because you, you had Miami with the 1, you won uh-huh. that. You had Chargers with the 2, you lost that. You had the Saints with the 3, you won that. I didn't have Saints with 4? No, you had Seattle okay, with the 4. all right, that's fine, that's fine. You had Seattle with the 4, okay. and you lost that. All right. It is a recount. Wait, what what did I have? Because I have no idea. You had, uh, you only got one right, unfortunately. You had the Bucks with the one, Chargers with the two. I didn't get the Cardinals Rams? The, the Rams didn't play game. this weekend. I don't know if you checked. I don't know yeah. how to play this game without the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Ravens right with your four, so you got four points. All right. I'll take that. Yeah, there you go. It so was you a had weird how many? football weekend. So you had how many, Greg? Uh, I had 10 because I got the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Bills right. Interesting that, two, that you three, got five. that you got the win when people are wondering what they got. I think maybe we should all start keeping count on how this goes. Uh, I, I can show you the. I can give you the doc. You know, recounts are going around, Greg. You need to be careful. Yeah. You got three mil. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> how did Laura do? <laughs> Laura got eight. She did really well. She Go ahead, one, girl. Hey. Go ahead. You better work that. You better work that. Go ahead. I see you. Okay. I'm learning. Um, but the one game that we all picked. Uh, that I think Greg got right, right? Greg, Greg picked the I Raiders. Did. That was my five. That, was, my that five. was his five. The Raiders won. Now, do we look at this and say the Chargers are snake-bitten LZ, or do we look at this and say the Raiders are lucky as hell the way that thing turned out? Well, when it comes to the Chargers, and this really, really hurts my heart because you guys know I'm a big Coach Land fan, um, that's not a win to hang your hat on. It just isn't. It doesn't tell you. You're anything saying if you're about, the Raiders, if you're if you're anybody, right? It doesn't tell you anything about where you are as a team right now. Because to your point, George, this team is so snake bitten. They have lost games over the last five, maybe six seasons, in virtually every single way you possibly can lose a football game, regardless of coach, regardless of QB, regardless of time zone or opponent. They have been masters, unfortunately in terms of finding ways to lose games. It really is incredible. I was trying to think about this before the show, like, and maybe the audience can help us out here at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I can't think of an organization or a, or a team in any sport, college, pro, whatever, um, that lost games 
in the fashion that the Chargers do. Now, I know Atlanta got a lot of grief, obviously, because it happened so famously in the Super Bowl, and then it happened a few times after the fact. But to to quote uh, Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, if you're if you're the Chargers looking at the Falcons, you say to them, you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Because that's exactly how this feels. Like, the Chargers have had this sort of episode for, what, five, six years, it feels like? Yeah. I mean, it's just been absolutely bonkers the way that this franchise and – and you can't even say it's because they moved because this was happening before it even got to L.A. Correct. So I don't know if it's an owner curse I don't know if it's a name curse. Maybe it's a color palette curse, you know, for those of you who are in fashion. I don't know. I just know that they've lost games from kicking, defense, offense, penalties. Uh, they literally had the Chiefs against the ropes, and then the Chiefs came off the ropes in like the last five seconds and beat them down. Like every single thing that has, can happen bad for a football team unfortunately has happened they've been the injuries have been ridiculous you know so this isn't always just about the players who are on the field this is about who they can't get on the field for various reasons Mm -hmm. you know last season philip rivers i don't know if he needed lasik surgery or something but he couldn't figure out who was on his team Mm -hmm. he kept throwing the football to the wrong squad right you know they got they got a stud qb now and yeah. he gets injured throwing a touchdown pass that they needed. Well, and to, then they couldn't even get the two-point conversions even inside a game. I know. It's just crazy. <laughs> uh, to your point, though, like with the kicking stuff, remember a couple years ago they had um, – his name was Young Hoku, right? The, uh, mm-hmm. the kicker who's now currently with the Falcons and went there. At, so with the Chargers, he played four games. He went three of six, which is bad. It's bad for a kicker, uh, particularly a professional kicker. Since then, okay, since the Chargers cut him and he went to the Falcons. Now, the Falcons have their own issues, but kicking is no longer one of them. Since then, Young Ho Koo, I think it's Young Wei or Young Wo, I I, I don't know. Koo is 44 for 48 (laughs) since then. He is hitting 93, yeah, 93, almost 93% since then. Like... It is the Chargers, I think. Like, even a guy like that who everyone's like, oh, he's not even going to make it in the league as a kicker, has been kicking since for two <laughs> years at a 90-something percent clip. It's so, like, bonkers. Like, I'm trying to think of another team. You know, there certainly have been individual sports where you can go back and look at, like, individual players or athletes and go, oh, well, for whatever reason, they can't get over the hump. Certainly, we've seen that in individual sports. But for a team crossing, uh, uh, you know, quarterbacks, crossing uh, time zones, crossing city locations and stadiums, like no matter what, they encounter this kind of debacle. And it's like, I don't know if they need thoughts and prayers. I don't even need a seance. I don't need, they need to call an exorcist. I don't know what it is, George, but it's. It's almost comical to the point in which you tune in just to see how they're going yes. to lose as opposed Correct. to cheering that they win. Correct. And by the way, it's Young Wei-Koo. I want to make sure I pronounce his name right. Um, yeah, it, it is wild. Like, I, I don't understand. Now, Greg, do you feel good about that win as a Raider fan? I feel like a win over the Chargers is a win over the Chargers, and that's all that really matters to me. So, I mean, however it happened, it happened. So, I see 5-3 and three 
Raiders, and I see two and what six, two and seven Chargers. And I spoke like a happy. true loser with no expectations for your team. What, what are you talking about? I'm happy that my team just, won a game that they that was in front of them. Just like you say yeah, about the Rams all the time. You're you. No, 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 no. You cannot twist it and pretend as if I don't acknowledge every single time that four of those win games against the worst division of football. He does acknowledge that every single day. Every single time. So you need to step up to the plate. Yeah. Stop acting as if this is just any old team. This is the Chargers. And as I said, I don't mean to throw shade at them because I love Coach Lamb. We do. But there's no team that can sit here and say you can define yourself based upon what happened against the Chargers. Yeah. No. Sit now what, Greg? I, I really love that you're calling it the Spanos curse, by the way. By the way, if you go on Google and you type in um, Chargers owner, Tom uh-huh. Brady comes up. And I don't really understand why that is. but Because he owns the Chargers. he's owned he them. Right. Time. <laughs> right. I know. But, like, but like, when was the last time that even happened? It says, it says Chargers owner. Seriously? It is Tom funny. Brady's I did put funny. that in. And it does come up as Tom Brady. That <laughs> is, how did you know that? Did, did, <laughs> because I was trying to think of Dean Spanos' name. His name? Was, and that's yeah, what just, came up? It does. Tom, it has a picture of Tom Brady. It says Tom Brady. <laughs> and then it says Los Angeles Chargers owner. And then it says people also search for Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Giselle Bunjan, Jameis Winston for some reason um, yeah 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 very strange it's just very funny you think Tom Brady dyes his hair no I think he used to do the blonde stuff like the streaky stuff you don't think he has any gray at this point in his life I mean I don't have very much gray if at all um, and I'm the same age as he is all right I would so I would it's possible Actually, you know what? As I'm looking at the picture in which they show him owning the Chargers, he definitely has gray temples. Yeah. So chances are he's dying the top. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm looking now. I don't have gray temples, though. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I know black doesn't crack. What does Cuban don't do? Hmm. Cuban doesn't ruin? <laughs> yeah, <know>. exactly. <laughs> Cuban doesn't ruin. That's a good one. We should. I should use that one more often. Thank, Thank you. I just made that up. I, 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 off the top of the dome and everything. Uh, Laura, have you seen a... I feel like I know what the answer here is going to be. Laura, have you seen a, a team, a franchise that is more snake-bitten than the Chargers? I was going to say no. But? But? <laughs> here, she's going to talk about the selfies. I'm getting ready. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say the Clippers and their selfie patterns. I mean. Are they just- snake-bitten, though? They kind of are. They can't get past the second round. Yeah. They, they but that's a mean, different kind of snake bitten. But, they get into the, the playoffs. But here's the thing, though, right? Like, you know what? They you know what else? Such a huge chunk of their, of their existence with an owner who didn't care one way or another. Right. You know what? Let, let's save that. I want to talk to the audience 877 ESPN. Is there another franchise that's more snake bitten? Would you rather be the Clippers or the Chargers? If you were, like, if you could pick only one and only one. And I'm forcing you to pick one, which one and why. Plus, coming up next, Clay Helton says, uh-uh, no, no, no. We'll talk about that in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Sedano and LZ with you here. Shout out to Notorious B.I.G., one of many who are going to be or were inducted this past weekend to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The list is good, LZ, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Um, it, is, it is really good. Yeah, you know, it, and it, of, it encompasses every genre, basically. A lot of talent, a lot of awards, millions of records. But what I like about this class is that they were game changers. Yeah. You know, okay. sometimes the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will have inductees who have commercial success, but whose influence in the overall genre of music can't really be identified. Mm-hmm. But Whitney, Biggie, Depeche Mode, like you can hear their influence mm-hmm. in so many new artists right now. And yeah. that's why I like this class the most. Oh, I mean, Depeche Mode basically sparked the entire EDM revolution, I feel like. they All those DJs, like, they reference them all the time. Well, they were dope. Yeah. <laughs> or they are dope, rather. Right. Yeah, they're still going, man. They're still I went going. To, I went to one of their concerts at the Hollywood Bowl a couple years ago. It was fantastic to watch. Um, yeah, and, and by the way... Beyond them, there's the Doobie Brothers. It's not like they're slouches by any stretch of the imagination either. And exactly. Nine Inch Nails, yeah, yeah. I mean, total game changers. And what I love, especially about like Nine Inch Nails, like Trent just reimagined himself mm-hmm. and has become like this brilliant like composer of music for movies. And you know, sometimes you sit there and you're like going, "Dang, this feels just like a," and then you realize, "Oh, it is a," because right. Trent's involved. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is pretty awesome what they're able to accomplish. What they were able to accomplish, all these bands. So it's pretty cool. So we'll play music throughout the show uh, with uh, a lot of those bands or acts that or uh, performers that were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this weekend. The show was on HBO. It was done virtually. I didn't even know. Usually, there's more pub behind it, but it kind of got lost. I felt like this year. I didn't find out till the next day uh, that all those people were inducted. So that kind of stinks. Um, well, you know, we're, we're busy inducting or trying to induct other things. Oh, well, there was the whole week of, <laughs> yes, of the, of the presidential race. Yes, there was that. Yeah. Um, so USC uh, d- did not sneak in, um, though they may have snuck out a victory. Uh, dude, I was so funny. So I was running air. I started watching the beginning of the game, and then I had to run some errands. And I'm like, it's college football. It's going to take four hours. I'll be able to get back with plenty of time to watch it. So I get back, literally, third quarter's about to end, and I'm like, Fourth quarter's on, and I'm like, man, they're down two touchdowns. This stinks. And I'm just sitting there kind of watching, but, you know, I'm reading stuff. I'm, like, reading stuff on my iPad. And then I'm looking up, and I'm seeing they're moving. I'm like, all right, let me put the iPad down. And then they came back and won. And two things happened. The, my immediate reaction was, yo, Clay's out here trying to tell people he ain't ready to be fired. And two, man, I felt bad for Herm. <laughs> you know, like, it could be both because we are actually friends with Herm Edwards. Um but, man, I'm happy for Clay Helton, too, because Clay Helton is as nice a man as you'll find. And all we've talked about for the last two years is when is he getting fired? Well, I like Clay. I think Clay is a, is a good person. And in sports, I would like to think that still matters, especially sports that are collegiate-oriented because you also are very much an educator right. and a you know, role model for impressionable young people. So I like the fact that our head coach or the head coach for SC is a good person. With that being said, uh oh, <laughs> come on, man! Like that's not the win you want to hang your hat on. That's not the win that's going to keep your job if there's designs to get you rid, you know, make you lose your job. Mm-hmm. Like it is the kind of win that a Nick Saban would take because it keeps their undefeated record. 
because they have a whole bunch of wins that are actually good wins. Right. It's not the kind of win that an embattled coach should look at as a reason to keep his job. All it does is really remind the AD and all the fan base why he should be replaced. Um, but here's the thing. That might be potentially the toughest game on their schedule this year. Uh, they only have – they have Arizona next. Then they have Utah, Colorado, Washington State, and then the UCLA game. And, yeah, like I, I just think that all that is very winnable. Like I, I, if you really – none of them are ranked at the moment. Arizona State may have the best group of talent of all those teams this particular season, although Utah always kind of, you know, gives everyone problems. But I don't – I feel like it's a little bit of a down year for Utah – so, I, I, I mean, he may, what if he runs the table? Then what the hell do you do? What table? The six-game right? like, slate. Like, like I said, so that's not a table. It's like a, you know, three legs, but I wouldn't go full table. I mean, six, <laughs> ga- I mean, six games. I don't, I don't believe yeah. that any coach's job should be in jeopardy or secured by this season. Okay. However... This season, when it comes to SC and Clay Helton in particular, it's not one that's in a vacuum. We have a body of work. Right. And if he runs the table, then, yeah, you don't fire him, but I don't think you fire him if he goes 0 for 6 either because you already know what that is right? based upon his body of work. Hmm. Let's go to the phone. Speaking of body of work, people want to chime in on this uh, Chargers situation and if there's any other team that you can think of that has been this snake bitten. Let's go to Anthony and Downey. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up, brother? Yeah, I uh, just want to say, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I'm a Packers fan. Go Packer Nation. Um, you know what? I hate to say it, but the Chargers are like Kenny Jansen. Can't close it out. Can't close it out. They got a good young team, but they can't close it out. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for the call. I mean, it really is an issue at the end of games more than anything else. It is pretty wild when you think about it, LZ. Like, granted, they were trailing in this one, so uh, you know that's a little different. Like, they have they didn't blow the se- like they had four straight games of blowing at least a sixteen point lead, which is incredible in one season. Right, right. You know, like, but, but that's a byproduct. So, so last season, you had a QB who couldn't move, who arm um, looked shot and was turnover prone. Right, and you had injuries. Got right. it. Right. This season, you just got a young squad, and one of the hallmarks of a young team, regardless of sports, is the inability to close out games. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they just don't have the experience, they don't have the the focus, the execution necessary, the experience to understand what you need to do under certain circumstances. They just don't have that. So while talent might get you a lead, it really takes veterans to help you maintain that lead, and, and a lot of their key players are hurt. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the key players are hurt there for sure. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Nick in L.A. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Long time, first time. Uh, yeah, tricky. I feel really bad for the Chargers because, as the statistics will show, there have been a couple games where they were up by 21 points. And I do feel like the Clippers, in some ways, are a little similar, but not like this. I mean, obviously there's not title implications, but – the Chargers, like, I really want them. Like a lot of people, you want to see them do well. You want the L.A. teams to do well. And to see them get so close, uh, it, it's really painful. And I feel bad for the quarterback, particularly because he's doing really well. And not just the numbers he's putting up, but he's doing really well. He's putting his body on the line. And to come so close 
and then to just get take those hits and get mauled. I mean, there were a couple of big hits uh, yesterday's game, and yet he just you know persevered, and then to not even get that win, uh, it, it hurts. I, I felt bad for the guy, but yeah, uh, I can't. I think the Clippers would be close, but not like this. Not to see a team do so well, put points on the board, and then squander the lead time and time again. Uh, yeah, that, that's a tough pill. That one, that one hurts a lot. So I hope they do well, though. I hope they can, you know, bounce back. But not, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. It feels like everyone just feels sorry for them. That's such a terrible yeah. place to be, right? It's a terrible place to be, especially in a sport like football, where you don't want squishy, soft emotions like feeling sorry for you to right. be a factor. But, I mean, I do feel bad for them. Do you? I do. I feel terrible for them. And I think a lot of it is is just I feel terrible for them in general, but I feel terrible for Anthony Lynn because, as you said, we like him. Um, but it, it just – it looks like this is going to be it for him, right? Like, it, it seems fairly obvious. I don't know yet. You know, they've had, under Coach Land anyway, um, seasons in which they've had terrible starts and then roared back in the second half of the season. Right. Which, you know, as someone who grew up in Detroit and had a coach by the name of Wayne Fonts who used to do that all the time, <laughs> you can milk that for two more seasons. Yeah, I guess that's true. You could do that. Let me grab who's next here. Let me go to Rob and Tustin. Rob, what's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, too, feel bad for the Chargers, but I think another team that's been just a snake bit, if not worse, are the Buccaneers. And I'm a Bucks fan, and let me tell you, I know they won a Super Bowl once, but look what it took, took to do that. Perfect storm of coaching. Rudin comes in to a dungy-built team. Who, who's he playing in the Super Bowl? His old team with his old playbook. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. that, that year, I mean, they are the masters of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Thank you so much for taking my call. They are. They, I mean, but right. Think about that. Like the teams that you're comparing your history to, right? Like who else would you put in that category? The Jets, right? Probably like with just like right. teams that That's you don't. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. It stinks because, again, they. This team has had a lot of talent over the years, including this team. Now, granted, I know that um, Darren James got hurt at the beginning of the year, but it does feel weird. Like, it just does feel weird that they they have teams that have been talented and it just it never seems to work out for whatever reason. It is weird. Um, and I'm sure there are other franchises with a similar sort of, you know, snake-bitten, as you put it, of, you know, anchor that's keeping them back. But... You know, for us out here, being able to see it up close and personal Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. It's wild. You, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is wild. There's no really really no other way to describe it. We can keep taking them uh, at 877-710-ESPN. Uh, coming up next, speaking of tough decisions, our buddy Martin Jarman, the new AD at UCLA, may have one as well. We'll touch on that. Plus, we've got Laker news at 515. You are not going to want to miss this Laker news that we've got for you. There's some... Good news, potentially, and then there's some maybe not-so-great news, depending on how you feel about a particular player. 
But we'll get to that in a second. But don't forget, Kenneth Douglas from Downey won and got his virtual key on Friday on the 710 ESPN Month of Giving from our friend Sal Gonzalez in Culver City Mazda and your friends right here, Sedano and LZ. Do you want your key? Well, you heard Mason and Ireland give out the destination of the day in the 3 o'clock hour. Hopefully you wrote it down because coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today on our show, listen for Sal to give you the cue to call. When you hear it, be caller 7 with the correct destination of the day and you win a virtual key that could start a brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box. So take a road trip on us. It's the 710 ESPN month of giving. All right, we're going to be back in 90 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Congratulations to Nine Inch Nails for getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of what? great bands and acts what? and performers got in. Who is uh, Who else is in the group? I only know Trent Reznor. Who else is in there? I only know Trent Reznor as well, uh, but I can look that up. Greg, uh, do you know who else is in the group? Not off the top of my head, no. But Laura, do you know? Nope. Uh, so songwriter, singer, Trent Reznor. Uh, who else? Uh, Atticus Ross. I don't Atticus know what he does. Atticus is a kick-ass name. It is a kick-ass name. Yeah, but they didn't add him until a lot later. He wasn't in the original band. Uh, I can look it up for you, but it's not it's not easily. Uh, oh, here we go. It, no, it is not. Robin Fink, yeah. Alessandro Cortini. It, it just feels yeah. like so many other bands that have been together for a while have at least one other member that penetrates through beyond the lead singer that you know. Yeah. But Do you I know the other two members of Depeche Mode uh, aside from Dave Gahan? Nope. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, that you, usually most people know, like, honestly, if you go through a band, like, it's usually the everyone knows the lead singer. Right. And then maybe you know, like, one other member. It could be the guitarist, it could be the drummer, right? It just depends. Like, think back in the day with, like, Def Leppard, right? Right. You knew the, the singer of Def Leppard. And you knew um, the drummer. And then you knew the guitarist. Because of the because he was handicapped, remember? Like he he had one no, the, arm. The drummer, the drummer, the drummer. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I was saying yeah. we all knew the we all knew the drummer, even though we didn't know his name. We all knew the drummer. You know, John Bon Jovi. We knew Richie, right? Right. Van Sambora. Halen, and that's it. Van Halen. We knew other guys. Right. Well, you knew Eddie Van Halen, and you knew David Lee Roth, and then you knew Sammy Hagar with the right. lead singers. Right. But I don't understand. But, you know. What happens to a band when only the lead singer per, like gets through? Yeah. Do you know anybody outside of Eddie Vedder on Pearl Jam? Nope. I'm. I mean, I like Pearl Jam, but I'm not like a super fan. You know? No, I don't. That's why I'm saying. You know? So I. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um. That that is kind of the thing. Uh, let me ask you this. I knew all the Jackson Five. <laughs> yes, I do know all the Jackson Five too. But they also had a cartoon, so it was easier for me to remember all their names because I believe in the cartoon. If you recall correctly, they said all their names, right? They did. They did. In the intro, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Uh, so UCLA loses to Colorado. Let me ask you this, man. Mm -hmm. Because when I think of Chip Kelly, when Chip Kelly was hired, okay, 
I thought to myself, that's a good hire by UCLA. Like, yeah, it didn't work out for him in the pros or whatever, but, you know, he had at least one good stint with the Eagles and things went south and the Niners thing was only one year. And I thought to myself, you know, I think going back to college is going to be a smart deal for him because he was one of the hottest names in all of coaching, right, in sports for a long time. He had this crazy offense that nobody was doing at the time, and then everyone kind of caught up and then kind of accelerated. And it feels like he's been left behind. But how did it get this bad for Chip Kelly, a guy who, I don't know, eight years ago, whatever it was, was the hottest name in coaching? That's a great idea, you know. But when you look at the – the conversations, and to your point, when he went to the NFL and got into Philadelphia, he had a, a good first season that went right. off without a hitch. The second season, they repeated the same record, but you could already see problems. Yeah, cracks in the foundation, for cracks sure. Cracks in yeah. the foundation. Yeah. Names got traded away. Um, certain races, receivers were re-signed, and the wheels fell off. And he really hasn't <laughs> recovered yes, since then. There was then. the racist wide receiver. Yes, there was that. <laughs> what was and his he, name? Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper, yes. Riley, Riley Cooper. Cooper. He of I'll kick every N-words ass out here Correct. at a yep. country concert. Yep, Cooper. yep, 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 yes. yep, yep. There was that. There was that. There problem. was that. And he resigned yeah. the guy yes. by trading away all the key black players to help make him successful the first time out. Yeah. And he really hasn't recovered since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has not. Um, yeah, it is weird. Greg, you're a UCLA fan. like Unfortunately. Yeah, where are you on them now? I, I hate UCLA football right now. It's just an absolute debacle. And the fact that he's still going to be the head coach for two more years because of his buyout is very upsetting what, what, to me. What is the buyout? Yeah, the buyout is if he's fired in his first four years of the contract, he's in year three right now, it's $9 million. So they got to pay him $9 million in addition to what they owe him on the deal? Yep. Exactly. Wow. That guy's it got is- a great agent. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's an, it's unbelievable, and they just they just paid a big buyout to Jim Mora to get him out early, so they're not going to do it again. And they paid out Steve Alford, so they just don't have the money to just say, "All right, sorry, here's nine million dollars, Chip Kelly." So he's going to be around for a while. And co- that Colorado team that they just lost to, that put up forty whatever amount of points against the against UCLA, yeah, won't score more than twenty the rest of the year. It's a bad offense, and they just ran right through UCLA. Is it possible that he's just a better professional coach than he is a college coach? Success in Oregon. I mean, he's not, he was great in Oregon. He's not using the same offense that he used in Oregon, though. He's not letting letting a DTR run. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback. They're not letting him run. He is. There's no uh, PBO. They just go. It's just all these. They're using their RPO. tight ends. RPO. Sorry. There's no. What RPO. is a PBO? Listen, I'm in my Play head, George. George. Option. I swear to you, I was in my head, like going, "Damn, PBO. Shoot, I gotta get on top of." I, I was gonna that say, is. that's something new I haven't heard of. A PBO. <laughs> RPO. I'm embarrassed. RPO. I was like going, I even know that offense. Holy cow! What could the B stand for? Oh, you don't want to look it up in Urban Dictionary. That's all I'm. <laughs> Let's Uh-oh. stay away from that. Don't do it. I'm sure. Don't I'm do it in. in a company computer, at least. I'm in. I'm in. Let's see. Urban Dictionary. You, you can do it. But the RPO that they go. were using up in Oregon is not the same type of offense that they're using here at UCLA. They're using their tight ends more than they're using their receivers. It's It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. And it's Oh, bad. God. <laughs> Guess you I saw it. I have, I have all company-owned stuff, so I can't look up anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Don't look up PBO. Is all I'm saying. When you get <laughs> no, to your please look it up. 
Yeah. Everyone look it up. So when I make jokes about this later, you'll know what the joke is. <laughs> this is awful. I want to look it up, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, all right. You know what? Coming up next. <laughs> Commercial. What you need to know. We've got Monday afternoon quarterback. We'll take more of your calls at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Damn, George. Can't believe you did that to us. We're back in three and a half minutes. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Before we get to Monday afternoon, quarterback LZ. Uh, Walker Bueller, remember him? Dodgers uh, stud ace. Well, I've heard of him. He keeps winning. He is the part owner of the 2020 Breeders' Cup winner from this past weekend, Authentic. So uh, apparently, you know, Walker knows how to pick winners. You mean when we say he's a horse, he really is a horse? He really is a horse, yeah. And he oh. owns one, too. Congratulations, yeah. Walker. All you do is win, 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 no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, some sad news. Alex Trebek uh, and his passing. I was I found myself in a rabbit hole of Alex Trebek stuff on YouTube over the weekend. And just, you, can't, you know, he's just amazing. He did 8,000 shows on Jeopardy. Like, that is not an exaggeration. He literally did 8,000 shows. Uh, he's a huge sports fan. He's originally from Canada, big Ottawa Senators guy, but a huge Lakers fan. Became a Lakers fan in the 70s when he moved to L.A. Yep. and has been a Lakers fan since today on The Jump. We we played a clip back from 2015 where he mentioned his uh, Mount Rushmore of the Lakers was Magic, Kareem, Shaq, and Kobe, that those were his Mount Rushmore. So just sad in a lot of ways with Alec pa- Alec, Alex Trebek passing. It is sad about his passing. He obviously fought very courageously. Um, The one thing, though, that I think is a blessing is that he at least had an opportunity to receive his flowers while he was alive. Mm -hmm. You know, with his diagnosis. We don't do that enough. Yeah, we we don't do do not. Yeah, we do not. His diagnosis, people, including contestants on air, right, show nothing but love, and that's you know a nice consolation prize if there's any for anyone who passed away early. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I agree with that. And I, I think it's one of these things that, you know, it's, it is really sad. Like my favorite one, the one that made me cry every time I saw it was, and I posted it on my Instagram, George Sedano ESPN. Um, it was in my stories yesterday, so I don't know if it's still there. Um, but it was the guy who only had like 2,000 left in like one of these like final Jeopardies. And his answer was, we love you, Alex. And this was obviously after the diagnosis. And you could see Trebek getting super choked up. Um, you know, and the guy lost and, and it, it didn't matter. Like he just, he wrote that because he was like, I want to make sure he knows how much we love him. Yeah. Right. It was pretty, it was pretty just, even though like he had what he had, it's still jarring when it happened. Um, there's talk of a replacement, obviously though, not right now. Uh, your pal, George Stephanopoulos of ABC news says he wants to step in there. Uh, what do you make of that? Um, well, he certainly has the name brand, right? I don't know if he will be able to, and it's difficult to replicate Alex Trebek's humor, but I don't know exactly what his brand of humor would be in that context. Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, I would like to see Jake Tapper give it a try. I think Jake, he's witty shade, enough. 
Yeah. It's, 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 it's very similar to the shade that Alex Trebek would sort of dish out when someone gives an answer that was incorrect or just stupid. <laughs> yeah. I see. You know who I would go if I went celebrity route? Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. I wouldn't mind Jeff. It's just we didn't know who Alex Trebek was really right, right here in the right. States. Right. But now that it's kind of been defined, you really want someone who is like synonymous with like a level of brilliance and right. wit. And Jeff certainly has the wit, but I don't know if he strikes you as someone who would know the like the what's the I don't know state capital of like New Hampshire or something like that. Yeah, I I, just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of his. Um, maybe it's just because of his like. Uh, his tone and his his diction, like his diction and his voice, um, that he he feels like somebody who's really smart to me. He he feels smart. I didn't say he wasn't smart. Right. It's right. just no, that he's not known to be operating in that space, whereas a Jake Tapper probably is. Yeah. I, another person I wouldn't mind seeing, um, you know, is like a Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Like like just go the entire opposite way. Right. You know, it's like. Let's skip trying to find someone who's known as being like a political or a historian or anything like that. And let's just go for funny. Right. You know, right. let's just yeah. make it funny. She's just extremely funny. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, that It'll be interesting to see who they decide to go with there. That's what you need to know. Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, Laura, it's time for Monday afternoon quarterback. Hit it. Time for Monday afternoon quarterback, LZ. We begin with the Raiders and the Chargers as we go quickly through these games. Uh, look, we've talked a lot about the Chargers and kind of their misfortune, how snake-bitten they are. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Raiders are 5-3. and three. How do you feel about the Raiders right now, quickly? They're a good football team. Yeah. They're not a great football team, yeah. but I think they've proven they're better than mediocre, which makes them good. We'll talk more about the Raiders later this hour, but what are the Chargers missing, you think? Luck. Is that just it? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, because yeah. they do so many things well, despite the injuries, despite the youth. They're in all of these games. All of these games they're right. in. So it's got to be luck, right? God, you would think so. And they have talent on this roster. It is pretty wild when you think about it. Um, next we have – oh, sorry. Next. <laughs> Saints and Bucks, Bro. Look, I don't even know. I mean, the Saints were good. You know, like, no one's denying the Saints have been Super Bowl contenders for years, right? But we thought Tom Brady and the Bucks were going to be in that class, and it felt like they were in that class. And even the week before when they lost or they beat the Giants and they were, like, sluggish, we were like, eh, they're looking ahead to the Saints. They already lost to them. You know what I mean? Like, we kind of dismissed it. But, man. Maybe look sometimes in sports, and you know this, LZ, you've covered sports for a really long time. Sometimes people just have your number, and maybe the Saints. I know it's only two games, so it's a small sample, but maybe they just have their number. I mean, certainly, um, when you play so close together over the last couple of seasons, like they have, having the number is not out of the question. I just also feel as if there is a rivalry that we don't talk about a lot between Brady and Breeze, mm -hmm. but they're they're. I mean. They're both going back and forth in a number of QB records, all-time records. Right. And I thought for sure that Tom Brady was going to come out and say, damn it, the record is mine. But I guess Drew Brees isn't ready to be on TV yet. Uh, I guess not. You know, we thought that, uh, you know, and, and I was with you when we were like, yeah, you know, when you say that you're ready to go, you probably should just go. You know what I'm saying? Right, Instead right. Of announcing it. But that certainly wasn't the case. Like, they did – 
uh, a hell of a job. They destroyed them on both sides of the ball. It was pretty incredible to watch. Um, and then I stopped watching it because it wasn't as incredible anymore when the shock <laughs> valley wore off. Uh, yeah. Next, <laughs> Seattle and Buffalo. Now, look. The Seattle Seahawks have shown a propensity to come back from pretty big margins this season. They're like the anti-chargers. So I found myself watching this game deep into the fourth quarter, even though they were trailing by basically two or three scores the entire game. Um, and and be, just because I feel like you can't rule out Russell Wilson, but the Bills, I, I don't know if I have a great read on them, but we know they're good. Um, and, man, they cause a lot of havoc on defense in regards to turnovers. And Russell Wilson felt the brunt of that yesterday. Well, you know, the Seahawks, what we weren't talking about because we were enamored with the bonker numbers that Russell Wilson's picking up. Mm -hmm. When you look at their regular season schedule so far, yeah. we're talking Falcons, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, Vikings. That's right. their 5-0 and start. They ain't play no damn body. Yeah. I mean, that's nobody. Who right. they lose to? The Cardinals, winning right. team, and the Bills, winning team. So I'm like, maybe we overestimated how good they were based upon their start. Yeah, I think we did. Their defense is pretty bad, too. Like, their defense is pretty damn bad. Um, and I, I don't know what they can do. They got Jamal Adams back, but then he got dinged up in the first half of the game. It, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to think of those teams at the top, and maybe we can get into a deeper discussion a little later. Uh, next, <laughs> the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Got it. That might have been the most fun game of the day. I mean, it was literally back and forth, one score the whole way. Tua got his second start, and boy, did he look a lot different in his second start than he did in his first start. And I I'll say this, Kyler Murray... I've told you this, LZ. He's like my new man crush. And I like Cliff Kingsbury a lot, but I think he did his quarterback and his team a disservice. Late in that game, the last two drives, they had third and ones and fourth and ones, okay? And both times on fourth down, they made the wrong decision. On fourth and one, he decided to run it with his running back who was having trouble gaining yards instead of going with a, a, a quarterback keeper with Kyler Murray around the edge yep. or whatever who had rushed for over 100 yards yesterday. And... Then he also settled for a field goal that they missed to tie the game. Um, I, I think both teams have a, have a high ceiling ahead of them over the next couple of years. Is that fair to describe it that way? I don't know if the Arizona Cardinals have a high ceiling um, because you really need to see Kyler Murray like play more. Not because he doesn't have the skill set, but that dude is little, man. He's about the size of this microphone I'm speaking to right now. But he's sturdy. <laughs> he's like built. He's he's stocky as hell, though. He's not like little. Like Tua is smaller than him. I don't know, man. Whenever I see Kyler Murray scrambling, I just think of some little five-year-old running around somebody's house all bad in their diapers and stuff. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just telling that. you, man. I've seen him play live enough times to know. Like when you're there live, have you seen him? Have you been there live to watch him play? I have not, no. George, when I tell you as a dad I wanted to run down there and like tell him to get off the field to protect his safety, <laughs> I was worried when I saw him play last season live because yeah. I was like, he's so small. Right, he is very small. He's so he's, small. He's small, but he's sturdy as hell, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I like both teams moving forward. I feel like over the next couple of years they've got – I think the both teams have found their quarterback. 
Uh, and I know yes. it's crazy to say after two games with Tua, but Tua was the best college quarterback had he not been hurt by, a, I, I thought, a mile, you know? Well, he certainly, um, you know, in the, in the pros, uh, it's looking up to Justin Herbert. But to your point, in, you know, in terms of college, he was the man. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, he's a lot – he reminds me a lot of Breeze, to be honest with you, except more mobile than even Breeze was at that stage. Um, all right, next. <laughs> Steelers and Cowboys. Now, you were talking about the Raiders and should they feel good about their win. Should the Steelers feel good about this win? No. I mean, they're undefeated. <laughs> they are, but you you know when you got away with one. Yeah, they you do. Know? And, yeah. And, and, and the question is, you know, how do you build from there? And I don't know if the Steelers are looking at this game as the one game that could have been an L and they found a way to get out of it right. or the game that shows that they're not as good as they think they are. Yeah, I am curious to see how it works out. But they are 8-0. And, uh, man, I, I, I just think, don't believe in them. Yeah, because Ben it just looks old at times. Right? Old, man. Yeah, old at times. He looks old. He looks so old at times. Um, and he got dinged up in that game too, yeah. He he looks as if he's one good hit away from just being out for the season again. Right. And and I'm not even really that impressed. Not that you need to impress me per se, but I'm not really impressed with any of the skill position players either. I don't know how the hell they're undefeated. Yeah. You know, good for they're, Tomlin. They always have they good are. wide receivers. They always have good wide receivers. Yeah, but, I mean, is Juju a one? No, but they think that Claypool kid can be. See, you just said can be. You talking about potential. That's I mean, what I'm talking rookie. about. He's a That's kid. what I'm talking about. He's a baby. <laughs> Juju's been there, and you're already looking at the future. Yeah, That's but my their, point. Defense, their defense is for real. <laughs> okay. And I like Juju. Just want SC fans to know that I do like Juju, but he's not a one. No, he's not a one. He's a two. And he had a good game yesterday. All right, last one. Next. <laughs> KC and Carolina. I normally wouldn't have added this game, but, man, it was close. And, and by the way, shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Just when you think you can – uh, run out of accolades. Uh, he is now the fastest quarterback to 100 touchdowns. He did it in 40 games, surpassing Dan Marino's previous record of 44 games. And look, when you're talking about passing records and you're 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 passing that dude, you're doing something right. Absolutely, and he is easily the most exciting player in the NFL. Yeah, and and that's tough for me to say because you know I'm a Rodgers fan and I yeah. and I think he's you know spectacular. But you know we've seen Aaron do it over and over again to the point in which there's fatigue. So we're still looking at Patrick Mahomes, wondering if he can, and he's showing us that he can, and that's why he's the most exciting right now. That's Monday afternoon quarterback. Thank you, uh, Laura, for the music, as always. Let me grab a call here real quick because we got a lot of people holding on patiently. They want to talk about the Chargers and are they the most snake-bitten team you've ever seen. Let me go to Rick in L.A. What's up, Rick? Hey, how's it going? Hey. Yeah, I've been a long-time Charger fan. Uh, oh, man, you can hear it in your voice. <laughs> you, sound, you sound beaten and downtrodden. Yeah, disappointing. Um, but hey, they, they were the only team, team LA had, uh, when there was no football, uh, closer, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, been a fan ever since. And, uh, I don't think it's the coach's fault. I do believe that because we do have a great quarterback right now as a rookie, they might need to build around him. Might need to bring a, uh, a coach that's, that's big so that they can, uh, take care of him. Pretty much. 
Yeah, thanks for the call. It, it does really feel like they're going to have to figure out the coaching staff, uh, LZ, as much as I hate, and it pains me to say that. So, But look, let's attack that on the other side a little bit. Also, LZ, we got Laker news. Some of it is uh, good. Some of it uh, just depends on your perspective. Let's just leave it at that. We are going to be back in less than two minutes. But first, let me remind you, this hour, you can win one of those virtual keys to win that brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda, Sal Gonzalez. Hey, man, our guy Kenneth Douglas from Downey, he won the virtual key on Friday from our show here. And again, it's the month of giving, courtesy of our friend Sal Gonzalez in Culver City Mazda. If you want your key, here's what you got to do each and every weekday. Listen to Mason in Ireland in the 3 o'clock hour. Give the destination of the day. Hopefully, you write it down. And in the 5 o'clock hour, each and every weekday, you listen to us, where you can be caller 7 when you hear Sal give the cue to call and you give the correct destination of the day. And then, if that's the case, you will win the virtual key uh, that could start the brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box, courtesy of your friends at 710 ESPN in the month of giving. All right, we're going to be back in 90 seconds.